0: Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen.
1: Hello and welcome to the show tonight. I'm so glad you chose to join us the topic tonight turn your life around and our guest tonight is Tanya Mimi we're going to bring her on in just a minute but i wanted to talk just a little bit of just a little bit about the the transformation of yourself the transformation of your life um, the topic of the show turn your life around the it it's a curious thing. I, I mean, we've interviewed so many people on the show about the the nature of human consciousness, the nature of human potential, and it 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 can be easy to to uh, categorize it as perhaps how society might measure it: how big is your house, how 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 much money is in your bank account, and and yet there's there's a different kind of transformation of your life where you might have already had the 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 big house or the the lots of money in the bank account but you needed a transformation in your life. You needed something something to turn your life around. I mean millionaires and billionaires commit suicide. And and Uh, I I love third world country videos where these kids are playing and they have a stick and dirt and they have an ear-to-ear smile. They're so flippin' happy and they don't have anything. They don't have anything. So it's a curious thing when you go to... When you go to measure up your life, you go to quantify your life. Is it good? Is it bad? Am I doing well? Am I sucking? I mean, the, the measuring stick in and of itself sometimes can be the problem because so often we're, we, we're projected into a a template of what what we quote should be or shouldn't be. Or we might have an idea of ourselves that we have more worth um, if we succeed and less worth if we don't succeed. Or a very common one is to have a, an event um, in your life that is so profound, so magnificent, so wonderful that years later, decades later, it, it's hard to recreate that. Um, I was reading the other day about Neil Armstrong. He was the first man to walk on the moon. I mean, how do you top that? How do you, how do you reproduce that? I mean, and, and so, so what I'm getting at here is um, the measuring stick of how you see yourself. The measuring stick sometimes can be the folly, can be the, the, the crutch that needs to be fixed and not per se elements in your life. So I suggest to you that, especially if your life has been a train wreck, especially if you were born into a household that was pain and misery and agony in perhaps the most profound and and brutal way possible, that I would say to you, holy cow, um, you're an old soul you're a you're a, a magi you're a sage you're a a divine being that has chosen one of the most challenging tasks possible to learn some of the the deepest meanings of life possible and how do you measure that with a measuring stick <laughs> throw the flipping stick out the door and 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 take a chill pill and take a big 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 step back and look at your life from your soul's perspective when you look at your life from your soul's perspective nothing was a mistake even what seemed like a train wreck what seemed like folly what seemed like pain and misery was not was not a failure so I think we should jump right to it. I think we're going to have a delightful episode tonight. Um, Again, the topic is turn your life around, and Tanya Mimmi is our guest. There was a 10-year period of time when Tanya's life looked like a dream life. On the outside, she had looked like the perfect marriage and the most amazing job. She was a TV star on the Hallmark Channel. But on the inside, even though she loved her job and after five years of emotional and verbal abuse from the executive producer on her show and having attracted unhealthy people into her life, she walked off the set of her TV show and left her husband all within eight months. Little did she know that the battle had just begun and the next Four years grew into a series of downward spiraling events. Sounds like a master reset button getting pushed. After being a star on TV for 25 years, she suffered a huge identity crisis, battled severe depression, panic attacks, and PTSD. Tanya pretty much lost everything. Along the way to recovery, Tanya realized that the only thing she could do was to hold on tight to her little mustard seed of self-worth and do anything to stop the downward spiral and turn her life back around. And that's what she finally did. She's an award-winning TV host, motivational speaker, a do-it-yourself lifestyle expert, and a former Miss World Canada She is also the founder of Life Masters, a talk show podcast, and you can learn more about Tanya at TanyaMemme.com, T-A-N-Y-A-M-E-M-M-E.com. Join me in welcoming Tanya to the show. Tanya, I'm so glad to finally have you on the show.
0: Hi, Les. Thanks for having me on the show. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you.
1: Well, I'm I'm only mirroring your life, so I can say, wow, what a life.
0: Yeah, it's been an interesting one, that's for sure. Yes, um, but I loved what you said um, about, you know, how people who used to have a lot, and then they've lost it, how they deal with it, not always, you know, the right way. And I find that a lot of people that are out there doing motivational speeches and this and that, they always talk about, you know, don't go don't look into the past and this and that because a lot of people their past wasn't that great. So you have something to look forward to if you create the new future, right? But right. you know, there's some of us out there that are hanging on to the past because they loved their past. And it's just as hard to let go of that and create a new future as it is to not have that and create. you know? So it was very interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, it's the holding on. Whether it's the past or or an identity, it's the holding on that causes the the grief totally. and the misery. So, yeah. so now, you've you've spent quite a life um, being in front of the camera, if you will. In in fact, our backgrounds are somewhat similar. Um, I, I've worked on the uh, broadcast television side, and you were on television through the syndicate programming side. So, yeah, how how was that to? Uh, how was that for your life to be in in the public eye so much?
0: I mean, you know, it was um, it was interesting. It was I kind of had a slow like. It's not like I was in in the, the the public eye right off the bat. The show started. We were one of the first home design shows out there, um, and we were one of the first sort of reality lifestyle shows too. So nobody really knew what it was, and so we had a slow start. But, we were nominated for an Emmy and then I started getting invited to this party and that party and this endorsement deal and the thing started to take off. And I never really, I mean, people that, that I loved, I absolutely loved my job. Um, But me being a star or whatever was never, you know, a hundred percent really what it was all about for me, you know? So there Mm -hmm. was, yeah, I've always wanted to, to, help other people and um, and be there for other people. And so, you know, I was able to to, to travel across America and, and help people sell their homes in times of the most hor- horrific, you know, stories that they've, things they've been through or situations where they need the money to sell their house. And so, you know, I was very lucky to be able to do that. But to be recognized is, I don't know, I kind of look at it as a gift, like you're being looked up to and and so you, for me it's a responsibility for anybody who has some kind of credibility or some kind of noticeability to really take that seriously and mentor people properly you know so i look at it as a very big responsibility
1: sure well the you know i it it's such a prominent part of your life that i would suggest that it was on the agenda for your life the whole time. In other words, the I mean, when you look at your life, or in, in truth, anybody's life, when you look at your life, in your life, you uh, a very prominent part of it was for you to be in front of the camera. And the camera's rolling, right. and you're generating content. You're talking to humanity, and... You just shared this desire to help humanity, huh? You reckon those two are connected?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it then, but I certainly know it now, <laughs>
1: you know? Well, so so let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to perhaps before you had the whiff of all this change going on in your life when – um, before you you had the 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 sense of um, struggle perhaps come into your life. Um, as you look back, knowing what you know now, um, what would you have seen as um, um, warning signs, if you will, that um, what was about to happen in your life? If you, in other words, if you reflect back in your life. Did you see warning signs now that you didn't see then?
0: Um, I mean that's a really good question. Um I mean I think that back in those days I made decisions not based on I think what my gut was telling me or what my intuition was telling me. Um which I've definitely grown into over the past few years. And I also was at a point in my life where I let—I had a habit of letting other people make decisions for me. Right. So, you know, from everything—from you know what business advisor to use to what investment banker to use to what agent to go with—to so, I mean, three times I—and I still do it sometimes, but I'm much better at it now. And because I allowed other people to make those decisions for me, it was really. What started, I think, a lot of the things that spiraled downwards. I mean, even at the height of my career, I had a business manager that stole lots of money from me. Um, I had a beautiful house in Santa Monica, and I went to go qualify for uh, um, like the reset of my mortgage. And I didn't qualify. I Meanwhile, well, I was making more money than I could imagine at the time, and it was because he was stealing money from me. So somebody else wrote a text. You know, like things like that. So there's all these. You have to have your self worth intact, and the way I was raised. In
1: it. I think you're cutting out here. Oh, am I? Um, ah, yeah, it, okay, you went
0: sorry. for a while. Well, life. Oh not no. The- <laughs> life does. No, yeah, the- it does. <laughs>
1: Life does happen. I, I didn't I didn't mean to startle you with such a statement, but. <laughs> no, no, no. You know well, what I'm going to
0: do? Let me just try this.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. So it was just, it was basically a, a spiral event that had happened because from way, way back then, I didn't really, I let too many other people make decisions for me. So I know that there's people out there that have that problem where you don't believe, like, I didn't believe in my, you know, people who always say, well, well what do you think? well what what do you say I'll do whatever you want you know really right. practice not doing that because that is what started a lot of me making the wrong decisions with me not listening to myself and me not believing in myself that I know what I want and I know it's good for me and right. you know so that was one of the huge lessons I had to learn was to stop doing that you
1: know and oh, wow. um, yeah yeah uh, was that rooted in your family dynamics? I mean, uh, I mean, did you did you set yourself up, and not in an intentional way by any means, but um, going through your your upbringing, if you will, was that not a prominent yeah. thing to do?
0: Well, I mean, it really was. It was. Um, I have two brothers; they're amazing. But, you know, they're, one is a civil engineer and one is a computer engineer. And right now one works for Microsoft and the other owns a ginormous, you know, housing company. So <laughs> they've always been, you know, some of the smartest kids in the class. And so, for example, while my older brother was basically being nominated for valedictorian, I'm nominated for prom queen, you know. <laughs> so, it was It was a lot of that where I started to get accolades in my life when I won Miss Canada and when I was a dancer and performing, it was never because of how good I was in school or because of my academics. And all I ever wanted to be was an A plus plus student, but really I was a B C student and I had to work really hard for that B. And I did work really right. hard, but I would, my, both of my brothers were, I was always in the shadow of them. And so I started to quiet myself, you know, whenever we would play games like monopoly or this and that, I grew up with all my cousins around me too. So it'd be eight of us and, um, a lot of them were very, very smart, and nobody would pick me to be on their team, or nobody would this. We would play games where, like, you had to have some kind of academic
1: <laughs>
0: structure behind you that's really strong, and it wasn't, you know. So after a while, when these little things happen, you kind of start to shut down, and you start to think, well, I'm just going to listen to what they have to say,
1: because they're smarter and, than And me. there you go. There you go. That's the birth of it, if you will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've never been asked that question. So it's
1: really the first well, time I've ever talked about it. I don't do things him, but that's normally the truth. here. I mean, I know. <laughs> I don't, you know, okay, I'll admit it. Uh, Guests will send us uh, questions to ask them on the show, and I'll have them handy, but I rarely refer to them because I want to I wanna ask my own questions. <laughs> of course. <laughs> But, but uh, I mean, in a way, when I look at your dynamic, you had that uh, executive producer that was um, very challenging for you. Um, for myself, uh, I don't want to um, – I've told this before on the show so many times. I had a boss for a decade, and he sat there and he pushed my buttons. Every day I'd go into work, he'd push my buttons. And after a decade, I ended up on a shrink's couch. And uh, after a couple of years of that, I had the moment when my life changed like a bug on a windshield. And I, and I now realize yeah. that that angry, pissy, Henri boss was the biggest gift in my life in that it showed me so much incongruency within my own self and And just like i've I've discussed with you if 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 we whittle through our past, we can see how we get kind of set up to have these stigmas of where we don't stand up for ourselves, we don't think for ourselves, we don't
0: oh for um, sure. really
1: know what we want because we've never assigned an importance to ourselves so yeah i I just find it fascinating how um seemingly subtle things that happen in our youth can turn into snowball events in our in our adult life. A hundred percent. And sometimes it
0: happens when we least expect it, you know? 'Cause we don't even know what's happening to us.
1: So so, so yeah. As you do this transformation and and you turn your life around and, and you're in, in a uh, much better place now um how where do you take it from there? i mean sometimes when people have a, a challenging life if maybe they're in an abusive relationship they they consider it success just to break out and and stand still and be out of the misery um but but how do you um how do you look for um those deeper things that could still be in your persona, in your behavioral patterns, you know what I mean? To to even improve your future that much more. I mean, like a self-reflection kind of thing.
0: You mean self-reflection looking back on everything that's happened?
1: Well, um, you can look at that as an example of, well, now it's important for me to know where my money is going. Now it's important for me to know how my money is being invested. Now it's important to me. The lessons that you've learned through this this upheaval that you went through um,
0: oh, yeah. is yeah, an yeah. example.
1: And now you for mm-hmm. you to look forward in your life, how can your life transform for the better in the years to come?
0: Well, it already has transformed tremendously since, you know, in the last six months. It's been um you know, it's it's just it's it's crazy because you know, you have to do the work, you really do. And you have to, you know, I've talked to you about this before, Lex, but there's you know, one of the thing that I did one of the things that I did to 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 stop the downward spiral is I just stopped I had to for and I have my bad days still. I'm not perfect. We all have our good and bad days, but at least the good days are outnumbering the bad. And you just, sure. you have to stop living in the past. So I started to think about my life when I was younger and when I won Miss Canada and I was winning this award and nominated for Emmys and all this stuff. And I thought, what was different about me then that I don't have going on with me now? This was like during the worst part, right? And the one thing right. I realized is that I never had a plan B. I just had my, my heart set on being an actress or a host, moving to Hollywood winning the Miss Canada pageant. I wanted to be on a, on a soap opera or something like that. I ended up, you know, screen testing for like four soap operas. I almost booked a soap opera many times back in the day when they were huge. And, you know, and then, you know, when you get the the Emmy nomination and all of this, because I didn't ever think about my past. I was always living in the, in the future. Always. My mind was envisioning me winning. My mind was feeling me winning. Um, Even that Miss Canada pageant, I trained every day. I did whatever I could. Like I just, I never thought about what if it doesn't happen. I never went there. So I started to do that work again, and I started actually around this past Christmas time. It wasn't that long ago. And um, I listened to a lot of Joe Dispenza and how he definitely talks about you know science behind the mind and the thought, and, and how thought is energy, and how you can actually create a better future by really, really feeling and thinking and believing and knowing in your future. It's having the ability to believe in the intangible because it's not, it's not there. It doesn't exist, you know? So at that point I was like, wow, I just want to have my show back on A&E or I just want to have this or I just want to work again. I want to be on TV again. I want to be doing what I'm doing, of course, with many life lessons underneath it all. But when that's not happening and you're having a hard time paying your bills, and you're struggling just to, like, make your rent payment, it's really hard to, to envision and feel and breathe and taste and, and every, you know, everything for that future that you want to create. But that's the work.
1: Well, what you just you said is I mean? very powerful. What you just shared is very powerful. You're, you're having a tough time making rent. Um, um you've had a, a span of time in your life when when the money was good and things were clicking and and you fall into that that struggle and and you're rubbing pennies together. And to turn that around, I think, is the thing itself, is the transformation of a human condition. and and you've gone through, you've gone through that phase and to I mean we talked uh, we talked a while back about this show and it's um, about what we were going to talk about on the show tonight and we were mm-hmm. talking about I mean how do you how do you pull yourself up with the bootstraps how do you in the quagmire of the struggle what what would you suggest Now, uh, to turn your life around.
0: I mean, it really is a choice. You have to have that day where you choose to make your life better. You don't even know what that is. You don't even know how. You don't know what it means. But you're just going to have that thought. And just sit with that thought for a day. And you start there. And not all the answers are going to come overnight. They're going to come tiny piece by tiny piece. I started, you know, researching people on the Internet who I could listen to. I was constantly, like, I thought, all right, well, I got to, because I wasn't exercising. I was depressed. I was in bed all the time. I, you know, I was letting myself go. And um, I started hiking, and I would put on my my headphones and just listen to whatever. I was listening to all kinds of different positive motivational videos from YouTube, and I just filled my mind with positive stuff, stuff that I could hang on to even for a little bit. And, um, you know, I started the other thing too, is, is being of service really helped me a lot. Like even at the the lowest of the low, I still wanted to be of service to other people. So, you know, I went to Guatemala with my dad, one of these times where I could barely even afford to go, or I'd bring somebody coffee that day, or I would, you know, um, I, I would just do little things to make other people feel better. You can start small, just be of service even when you don't think you can be, and the energy that is projected back to you is what ends up growing, and um, then I started the podcast Life Masters, because I was totally lost, didn't know what else to do, and I needed the advice of, like, masterful people in this business, just like yourself, Les, that have wise words of wisdom that I could learn from, and so I had, I've had, i had almost 50 interviews, and I've interviewed some of, some of the top, you know, self-help healers and mentors and um experts out there and there were certain things that they all said the exact same thing and um but i was searching and searching and so then i started to do those things that they said that you know you should do and the hardest thing is doing it when nothing's there (laughs) like
1: you know yeah, i mean exactly
0: it's hard it's hard and you just got to make yourself do it. <laughs> and then instead of having every day is a bad day and playing victim, and you know I'm this and I'm that, and you know playing victim, where you know that person did it to me and it's that person's fault and that person's fault. You have to turn it around to just, and just you, you you look at your part in your life and start to take responsibility for everything, and really think about stuff and think about how you can turn it around. And see life differently. And, you know, the executive producer that I literally walked off set and quit the show. um, And I had an amazing job. I had money coming in. And my daughter was on the show. And, you know, we had a very happy life together. And I walked off set. I didn't even understand what the repercussions were going to be. I didn't know I was going to be out of work for four or five years. I didn't know that that was going to be my future. And um, I look at him now and I just think the reason why he hurts people is because he's hurting. You know, hurting people hurts people. And once I realized that, I felt bad for him. I feel I'm sad for him, you know, and I have completely forgiven him. Even when you were reading my bio, I have no emotional attachment to it anymore. And it feels good. It's powerful. It's like, you know, I also didn't have to quit. I could have handled it differently. I didn't have to do this to myself. So I had to learn how to take responsibility for the decisions that I made,
1: you know. Right. Well, so, like you said, you you took responsibility. I mean, because I I if if everything your eyes show you, so you're um, just in general somebody is struggling. Just in general, somebody's um, down and out. They look around their life and they don't see anything. Their eyes don't show them what they want. It doesn't exist in their life. Uh, They're they're struggling for whatever they desire. And then in your example, you said, well, um, I mean, you shared that um, you didn't have a physical activity, and then so you started to hike. You didn't have a positive um, mental outlook, and you were listening to motivational tapes. And that takes a push. That takes a... It takes a push from inside of you, a, a desire enough to change what you're doing, to change how you're approaching. So I, I really like what you've shared about. Um, you've, you've got to reach that threshold where, a, you know, um, something snaps in you and you say no more or whatever. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but.
0: No, but it's true. Yeah, it's, you're
1: you're right. It's a resolve that has to come out of the suffering, so to speak.
0: Yeah, and the other thing, too, is it's like, you know, it wasn't
1: a perfect transition. It
0: wasn't, like, a lot of people don't explain the details of it, but let's say, you know, I put on my first Abraham Hicks as somebody that I used to listen to. put on my first uh, video that made me, you know, listen to it, a podcast that made me feel good, and I was sarcastic. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right, that's going to happen. That doesn't happen like that. This is all, you know, she's doing it to make money. Or, yeah, Of course I'm going to fight it. You fight it. You're fighting it and fighting it along the way. <laughs> but if you, can, if you can take a moment or one little piece out of that little podcast you listened to, then you're having a better day than the day before. Right. Be hard on yourself. If you can't get there, just try it again the next day. And it is a, it's is a—it's not always an easy, short process, but at least you're having a better day than the day before. And that's what I hung on to. I hung on to the little piece. I really did. And the other thing, too, that got me through it was being, I mean, we hear a lot about this, but now I understand. It's being grateful. Even though you can't pay your rent, and even though you have all these horrible things going on in your life, will you feel that they're horrible? Just, I would, you know what I would, I, would, I would find things that I was grateful for, little things. I didn't say, I didn't make it too airy fairy. I was obviously grateful for my daughter. She's my everything. But I was grateful for my cup of coffee in the morning. I was grateful for the, you know soft carpet that I would walk on when I would get out of bed. Like I would find things that are tangible in my life. Because going to Guatemala, they don't even have carpet. Okay, they have a mud hut that they live in, and they have a mud floor. So that's where that came from. And so you're just—I just, just became—I started off with little things to be grateful for, and the tangible things, the things that were right there. And that helped. I started my day that way. To to leave my bed in a state. Of feeling grateful. Now, not overwhelmingly grateful, but grateful just enough to get me out of bed. <laughs> and right. just sure. it just start there. And it's not easy. Taking those steps are hard. You know? And, um, and then the other one was um, I had to allow love into my life. I really did. And I had to start giving back to the world what I wanted for me, like physically, not just. Think-wise, it's, it's, it's thought-wise, it's, it's physically you have to give what you want to receive. And so if you want a really good relationship and you haven't had a relationship in a long time, you have to really decide to want to be in a relationship, for example. Or you have mm-hmm. to decide that you want to create a certain job that you want. Or that you have to commit to it and be committed no matter what you do. And, um, so I allowed, I was pushing away. There was, there's somebody in my life now that I've learned so much from, and I'm in such a wonderful relationship right now. And, you know, I was pushing it away and pushing it away and pushing it away because I felt like in my life, like nobody's going to want to be with me. because I'm miserable and I'm losing everything and I'm not this and I'm not that I'm fat now. And I'm just, you know, <laughs> and I went down this huge spiral effect. So what I would do is I would push, This man out of my life that all he wanted to do was love me. And I pushed him out. We broke up. And then he just, five months later, he just started showing up and showing up and sending me flowers from Mother's Day. No one else sent me flowers for Mother's Day. (laughs) He just showed up. And when I finally allowed some of the pain to subside, I'm forgiving myself for quitting the show. And putting myself in this position and making wrong the bad decisions that I made and realizing that maybe those decisions weren't all that bad. Maybe they were good. And maybe this is the path I'm supposed to take. And you allow yourself to be loved and to love again. That really, really changed a lot in my life. It changed the whole energy shift, too. And, you know, he was there for me when I was at the lowest of the low. All he wanted to do was love me. I mean, how amazing is that? And I was pushing right. it away. So if you have somebody in your life and you're not with that person because you don't really like where you're at in life or who you are, make the make the changes little by little. You know, I never ever take that for granted anymore. I never take somebody who wants to love you or somebody that does love you for granted anymore. It's, it's a very special thing, you know, because there's a lot of betrayal out there. There's a lot of people that say they love you and they don't. For so those little people that you say you love and you don't, it's a very, it's a very intricate, uh, wonderful balance, right? And so, sure. with all of those things, I started to implement those little things, little by little. And I mean, I can't tell all the details, <laughs> but I mean, from that day, I made the decision to make my life better, and I started implementing all these things, um, I had the most, the best news of my life that has to do with my career happened recently. Now, I'm not allowed to really talk about it, but I'm just saying, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing thing that uh, that has happened. And I can't believe it's real. And, um, and and another thing, too, is I have a show in development right now with uh, the A&E channel. So I'm in development on a TV show with that network. And then I have this other situation that I'm doing that I can't talk about with, with another network. But um, it's uh, it's a big deal. And so I, I honestly feel like I won the lottery all within five months of making a decision and allowing love into my life and being grateful. And I wouldn't let myself get out of bed without being grateful, <laughs> like, the last three months, right. literally. Well, I you know,
1: I can't you, tell you. I don't know. It worked.
0: I don't know. Let you tell me. <laughs> I don't
1: get it. Well, <laughs> just just now while you were talking, I was listening to what you were saying and and what you just mentioned, gratitude. So, yeah. you get up in the morning and you put your feet down on the soft carpet having having been to a third world country where the the floor is dirt so you put your feet down on the carpet and and you're grateful so in that moment you're having a feeling that you appreciate and value in your life and through the action of gratitude you acknowledge that that is what you want in your life you appreciate it and then the coffee and 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 it so you, you talk about starting to have gratitude for what was already in your life. Well, yeah, if, I,
0: I couldn't even get my na- my nails done. I used to go get my nails done all the time. I used to get like, you know, facials done. I used to get all kinds of stuff. Now, my amazing boyfriend, you know, has treated me to a few of these things. And let me tell you how grateful I am. I like, get right. a whole new situation. <laughs> so,
1: right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And now you have these new opportunities with uh, getting back into the uh, into the media, and and starting up these new opportunities. And there's that gratefulness again. It it's like oh, when you focus so, on what you yeah. want, you get more of yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Well, every day, at, like while I was hiking, I would I would listen to these tapes and not tapes. Oh my God, I'm like aging myself. But I would listen. I listen to these YouTube videos, (laughs) who cares, records, (laughs) is what it is, and um, I would envision myself, because I was nominated, and I was also lucky enough to be on that stage presenting two other Emmy Awards to other categories, so I know what it's like to be on the stage, I know what an Emmy feels like, and so I would envision every day winning it instead of just being nominated, winning it. And winning it for a show that I love and a show that I was a part of and something that I could be proud of. And then, you know, we got this awesome development deal over at, you know, with the A&E Network, which is very, very exciting. And then I got another call from a whole other situation. And I got a, another call. I just shot an infomercial in Florida. And I don't know. It's, it's Then there's another show on Netflix I'm being considered for. So it's all, I don't know, Les, but all I can tell you is what I did. And I followed the advice on my Life Masters podcast of the amazing people that were on my show, and I want you on my show. And I followed their advice, and within five months, I mean, I, I everything everything has changed. I don't I don't know how else to explain it. I still am in shock.
1: Right. Today. Well, well, I think you're just tasting the fruit of of loving yourself more. And more and more and and for our culture um, to even talk about this notion of self love, so many times people either roll their eyes or they think of it some some kind of narcissistic dementia. But you're valuing the positive in your life and you're appreciating it, and that's given your it your attention and now it's expanding. So if you if you build on that momentum, your wand starts to work again. I mean, you start to become the active creator and you sculpt the life the way you would choose it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's very, you're right. I mean, I had cashed out basically my last investment, like my last money that I had. And so I knew that, I was at the. I was at. The, I was gonna run out completely if I didn't make a change, and um, I almost did. I really almost did. And I have a daughter to take care of. And you know, the interesting thing is now, with all of these things that are actually happening, this isn't like a possibility. This is actually happening. I just wish I could talk about it, but I can't yet. Um, but these, it's it's completely. Um, Now, I forget what I was going to say. I was, like, so into this thought about what I was going to say. (laughs) Um, I don't remember. Okay, so all these wonderful things are happening, and I still can't figure out how, but it did. And I really, you know, tried to explain how I did it. And um, I I don't think that I've even – you're right. I don't even think I've brushed the surface yet. Like, interview me again a year from now, and I probably will have a whole other thing to say about it because I'm just now experiencing – the tip of the iceberg, the turn, the real turn.
1: Well, so when we grow up, we grow up with, um, uh, uh, I don't know what to call it, a genre of perspective, Um, our family dynamics. um, Like I I could talk and I don't want to talk too much on a tangent, but uh, the values of the household, the, what's important to the family dynamic. And then, and then you, we go through these upheavals and we discover a new aspect for ourselves. So in your example, you're, right now you're experiencing the manifestation of new opportunities multiple times. I mean, you're talking about several things that are happening right now as as your intention comes into fruition and i'd suggest yeah. Yeah, that this next chapter of our human story there's going to be people that really master the idea of loving themselves enough to say hell yeah hell yeah that's what i want i want i want to have a big positive impact in my own life and in the life of others I suggest when you live in self love and you exert yourself into the ether into the culture into the collective consciousness, loving yourself i don't I'm not so sure you need an intention of helping others. you're modeling self love on a planet that that's very true is a flippant desert to self love
0: <laughs> yes, no, you're right because there's not a lot of it you out know what there. i mean and totally. And I do remember what I was going to say, what I was going to say, because it also is along that line left is that this time around, right. I don't care about being a star. I don't care about being famous. I really don't. I do envision myself and I do. I would love to have an Emmy in my, on my shelf one day, just because of all the hard work. And it's such a wonderful, wonderful uh, personal accomplishment, but it is not right. about the, uh, how many likes I get on Instagram or how famous or how this or that. I mean, I'm not even that great with social media, to be honest. Like, But <laughs> um, <laughs> but the thing is, is I'm, this time around, it's so profoundly different. I just want to do something that I know can make a difference, my voice can be heard, um, and I want to do something I know I'm good at that I love doing. And that, I mean, you can't ask for more than that. You just can't have some word of that. Chemistry. And it has nothing to do with being, you know, when I was younger, I was like, oh, I want to be famous, I want to be this, I want to that. No, it's so different now. I want to provide for my daughter. I want to do something I love and uh, something that makes me happy. It's just, uh, yeah. So it's a very, very different feeling this time. Very different.
1: Well, that sounds like a wonderful recipe for a, a very powerful person to manifest. Love through their own, through their, through themselves. I mean, it, if I, if I step back and just look at it in general, you, the love you have for yourself is expanding. That's, I mean, that's a general theme that I see through your language and through what you're sharing here. And, and,
0: yeah. if yeah. I may
1: be so bold, you want to, you want to be in love. As you go to work, as you interact with others, as you, um, like you just said, it's not about the, the, you know, likes on Facebook or the whatever. It's about showing up authentically yourself because you want to be there, you choose to be there, and you're grateful for the opportunity that it gives you. That's it. That's that's just raw delight. You know, in a cup. Yeah. yeah. That
0: is what it is. It's amazing. And um I just think, you know, if anybody out there is really struggling, just I don't know, give me a call, I'll help you through it. <laughs> I really I really will. <laughs> so I don't know well, what else to say, but it you can change you can change it. I know you can.
1: Now I know you're you're right at the cusp of entering these new uh contracts and opportunities. With these uh, uh, media outlets, um, but let's just daydream a little bit and go into this five, ten, fifteen years. If imagine your life flourishing and flourishing and flourishing, um, do you feel a, a, um, a deeper passion or a purpose in your life because? The reason I ask that is, um, uh, many times when uh, guests come on the show and they've gone through a personal uh, challenge that um, it kind of changes the direction of their life. and I'm just I'm curious if you get a sense of that happening for yourself.
0: You know, it's interesting because ever since I was very little, I always envisioned myself on that stage public speaking. That's really where this all began. And so it's almost like I knew where my future was going to go. So it's not that it changed; it's that I finally have the belief that I can actually do it. And what I want to do is I want to get back on that stage. I want to do a TED talk someday, hopefully sooner than later. But I want to start public speaking and fulfilling that part of my life that I know I'm meant to be on that stage speaking. Um, and that's that's where I want all of this to go. It's my voice to be heard and and to help other people through it, to change lives, I'd love to have a you know my own personal coaching business one day. I know that there's a lot of that out there, but for some reason I still feel the need. But right now I want to, you know, concentrate on speaking, and I want to write a book and just share a lot of the. The life stories that I've that I've experienced and been through, because this is like only the top of the iceberg. (laughs) iceberg. Yeah,
1: there you go. There you go. That's what I was fishing for. It's only the top of the iceberg. (laughs)
0: The top, not the tip. The top. (laughs) And it's just, I feel like I have a lot to share.
1: Well, you do. But but I mean, just just observing again, because I just listen to what people say now you're talking about uh, getting back with A&E and getting back in front of the camera doing these shows uh, and uh and and then when I fish for what's coming down the pike you're standing on a stage doing a TEDx you're standing on a stage speaking to the public and that's completely um different than in front of a camera making a, a um, as an episode or segment,
0: um, yeah. or
1: a series, so so there is there is a bigger you brewing in your psyche, and what's so beautiful because you and I met at a public speaking intensive, and we did that shows me that shows me you're taking action on that inspiration that's coming from within you, from inside of you, so. I I don't need any crystal ball. I can tell that your life will help you feel fulfilled in ever-perpetuating per, uh, ways. You're always going to have these new inspirations, and you're taking action on them. So I think you're setting yourself up yeah. for a fantastic life.
0: Oh, thank you, Les. Thank you. Thank you very much for saying that. I think so too. Well, you know? I'm
1: just—I'm just telling you what I see.
0: <laughs> well, I very much appreciate it.
1: You're putting and it out there. With I also—what's you know? that?
0: I said you're putting it out there with me.
1: That's right. Damn it! It's if uh, <laughs> right. Uh, I, I want to. <laughs> I want to go out of this life on fire because I'm riding a motorcycle like I stole it instead of, you know, uh, <laughs> doing a walk around a nursing home trying to find out where I left my dentures. Exactly. Sorry, that might have been a little much. Well, time can fly pretty. <laughs> time can fly pretty fast. We're almost out of time. I want to make sure our audience knows how to connect with you. You want to share with us um, your webpage, your your uh, YouTube. It, tell us everything that's going on in your life and how the audience can connect with you.
0: All right. Well, at this moment, um, you know my website is tanya.mandy.com. So there you can get to the Life Masters podcast on eight on uh, iTunes. It's actually look for Life Masters TV on iTunes. Um, But you can either go through my website or you can just Google it or go to the iTunes website. Um, And then what else is there? The Life Masters, the thing, just, yeah, reach out to on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel because I'm going to be putting up more and more and more videos there. And I have the entire, well, not all of the episodes, but I have a lot of the videos up there of Life Masters. So if you go to iTunes, you can hear it. So you can play it while you're running, you're jogging, you're like in your car, whatever. But if you want to go to YouTube, you can actually visually see the the interview itself in a very beautiful studio uh, that I shoot in Beverly Hills called EverTalk TV Studios, and that's where I am a lot. But things will be changing soon, <laughs> and I look forward to uh, telling everybody all about it in a few months.
1: Nice. Well, um, I have. Um, I'm curious. Now, it, there might not be a single answer, but when you get up on stage to to uh, speak publicly, do, do you have a core message or a a, a theme of of what you feel um, your message is going to be hinged around?
0: I mean, I'm working. I have about three different topics that I'm sort of
1: working on, and
0: one of it, one of them is. Um, you know, the whole, hang on to that mustard seed inside when you're at the lowest of the low in your life and how to turn it around, what I did to turn it around. You know, that's one of them. I'm also starting to research topics that I'm very interested in. One of them is charisma. I'm very interested in charisma and the science behind charisma. So those are two that I'm sort of, you know, thinking about that I'm going to probably start writing. Um, and, uh, yeah, th- that's kind of where I'm going to start. I have a bunch of topics, too, that I'm going to, you know, I have to research it, though, and I have to really put put a lot of time and energy and effort into it and
1: really dig deep,
0: but those, that's where I'm going to start. Let's tell my story. Tell my story and tell people how
1: I got out of it. Which is a powerful story, a powerful message. Yeah. You're, you're talking about the transformation of, of a human condition and, and what, the way it happens in your life is the reflection of how it can happen in everyone's life. And that's how humanity turns everything around it. it, um, it it's, a, it's a one-on-one um, effort with all that all of humanity <laughs> Even, you know, as you learn to do it yourself, you're helping the rest of humanity transform. So do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners?
0: Um, you know, I just, I just,
1: you know, one of the reasons why, too, I
0: wanted to do this podcast lesson because I know that you are so, you know, you're, you're filled with so many wise words. And I just wanted people out there that are listening that if you're going through transition, especially if you're in your 40s, I know a lot of people in their 40s and 50s, you know, they're kind of left behind in this new computer world. And it's really tough, and a lot of us are losing our jobs, and a lot of us are not looking at, uh, like, what we feel like we're, we're worth, and, uh, you know, with all of our experience. Because Facebook likes are more important, and so are Instagram. But, you know, just know that there are tools that you can use and learn to, to, to start changing things. And just don't, don't let life get the better of you. Make a better life for you you know by choosing to look at it differently try to look at things a little differently and and try to take that first step some of the steps that we mentioned in this podcast and i'm i'm there like i know how you i know what you're go, i know what you how you feel i mean i didn't even talk about everything that had gone on but it was pretty i had my dark days, so but you can turn it around you really can i promise you that so that's my message
1: well, very nice. Well, Tanya, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you very, very much.
1: I'm so happy We've to be on the show. With, thanks. We've been talking with Tanya Mimi and the topic tonight has been turn your life around. You know, um, as Tanya shares her story, it it's really um an example of transformation as, as i as i was mentioning but but i suggest to you that um if you if you look at your your life path as an intention not a mistake as an intention not as some kind of a uh misdirected a chaotic unguided a sequence of events, if you look at your life from your soul's perspective, when we talk about the notion of transformation, that there is no limit to how you can transform your life. And I even suggest that consciousness, human consciousness, in and of itself seeks to transform itself. Nature always has a new, uh, a new idea of how to express itself. Love always looks for another opportunity to express itself. Consciousness, in and of itself, seeks to express. You are a personification of that consciousness. In other words, at the core of your being, at, at the source of your consciousness, There's an innate desire to express yourself. And what we talked about tonight is transforming our ability to express the life we choose, the life we want. And as Tanya shared tonight, when you you make that personal transformation, even if it's coming up one rung at the ladder, your life changes. When you're able to transform your life, just a a single notch up, that's the experience itself. The curious thing about action, the curious thing about motion when it comes to change is intuition. If you just sit on your fanny and and feel sad for yourself, there's nothing changing in your life and there's no way you can grow your intuition. There's no way you can grow your intuitive understanding of the mechanics of how transformation happens. But you get off the couch, you go out, you go hiking. You, you, you bring a desire, you bring an intentional force out of your psyche and, and bring it into physical action, and now you've got motion. Once you get motion, you get new information. Once you get new information... You can start getting intuitive. And if you follow that pattern over your life, there's no, there's no place life can't take you. There's no limit to what you can can accomplish in your life. So trust the reason why you're here. I don't care how bad your past looks. In fact, the worse it looks, I suggest, the, the more um, advanced soul that you are. Anyhow, time flies when you're having fun. I'm so delighted, Ton, you could be on the show I'm your host, Les Jensen. It's my passion to bring to you episodes like this to help you have a more powerful presence in your own life. Thanks for listening. Until next time. This
0: has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast to bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host Les Jensen's latest book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.